Are you a follower of Jesus Christ who's done being quiet? Are you ready to tell the world whose you are, totally, fearlessly, and unapologetically? And are you ready to smash that imaginary wall that supposedly divides your career and faith life? Welcome to the C-Suite for Christ podcast, where we talk about living as a disciple of Christ in the world of work. Before we get to the content we have in store for you today, here's a quick word from our sponsor. Are you a Christian-based organization? Well, so are we, and we're here to serve you. We want to help you with your mission, so please visit ParagonMarketingGroup.com to see how we can help. Well, hi, everybody. Welcome to the C-Suite for Christ podcast. Paul M. Newberger here coming at you. Thank you for joining us. What a blessing it is to have you here today. And speaking of blessing, it is a blessing to have our special guest. He's Craig Sorbo. He is the head of the Craig Sorbo team at Northwestern Mutual. He's been a C-Suite for Christ member now for going on about a year. And he's just been one of the most influential members of our organization. Craig's uncle is Kevin Sorbo, and Kevin is the famous actor, Hercules Andromeda, two of the biggest shows on television at that time. And uh, since that time, Kevin has now moved on to star in about 65 Christian movies. He spoke at the December 2021 gathering of the C-Suite for Christ three-year anniversary celebration. What a blessing it was to have him and Craig is going to really share some insight with us. You're not going to want to miss that here coming up shortly. Maybe because I live in Wisconsin. Go Packers, by the way. But maybe because I live in Wisconsin and it's mid-February, when I look outside, man, it's, it's just cold. It's dreary. It's gray. It's It just makes you really long for the six good days we have in the state of Wisconsin. And I guess, again, because maybe because it's cold and there's ice and there's snow everywhere, it just looks like Greenland outside. I just start thinking about plant life. I miss plants. I miss seeing flowers outside. Sometimes I'll got to even admit I miss seeing those yellow dandelions pop up even once in a while, because it's just barren outside. Now, we've only got a couple more months to go, so it's getting exciting in that regard here as we're now in mid-February. But as I start thinking about plants, as I start thinking about flowers, as I start thinking about things that come from seeds, I don't know, I, I, I just, I'm amazed by how that process works. And I think, I think sometimes there's a lot of simple things that go on in our life that we don't fully appreciate, but, but, but just the nature Nature itself and the miracle of it. I mean, you take this little tiny seed, you plant it in the soil, and then you just you add a couple of things to it over the course of the ensuing days, weeks, months. You know, as that seed gets sunlight, it starts to grow. As that seed gets water, it starts to grow. As that seed gets fertilizer, it starts to grow. And it's amazing how what starts off just very, very small, insignificant, next to nothing, with those right ingredients and the little things that you add to it, it just really takes hold. You get this deep root system that starts to take hold. And as that root system takes hold, it turns into a flourishing plant or flower or tree or whatever the case might be. 
Don't you think that's pretty fascinating? Don't you think that's remarkable? I mean, that is just God's handiwork at its finest. But as I think about that, I, I think when you look at the seed and how that little seed grows roots and how that little seed becomes a plant or a flower or a towering tree, I also think back to some of the struggles that I've had in my personal life. Now, and I've been very open about this. As an international keynote speaker, I speak on this topic. In the monthly C-Suite for Christ gatherings, when I do the morning inspirations, I talk about this. I have no reservation about sharing this with you, but my life in particular has been a struggle with mental health. And it really all started in my junior year of college. I'm just, I need to be a top achiever. I need to be the best at everything that I do. I set that bar unrealistically high, too high. And I was always worked up. Am I going to get straight A's? Am I going to date the prettiest girl? Am I going to be the captain of all the sports teams that I'm associated with? And because no human being could live up to the expectations that I put on myself, I would often miss. And when I missed, so, so I had that anxiety, but then when I missed, I'd get depressed and depression would sink in. And at its worst, those depressive thoughts turned into suicide. Suicidal thoughts. Obviously, I never took that. Thank gosh. Thanks to family intervention. But it was a it was a close call there for a little while. And when I kind of go back to those really dark days of my life, to the rock bottom moments of my life, I, I just start thinking about the head garbage, the mental trash that was circulating in my brain. And what would happen is I would get these thoughts that popped in and I would just continue to think about these. Paul, you're not smart enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not smart enough. I'm not smart enough. Paul, you're going to fail that test. I'm going to fail this test. I am stupid. I'm not worthy of anything. Paul, that pretty girl would never, ever go out with you. Yeah, I'm kind of ugly. Why do I get out of bed? Yeah, I'm not aesthetically pleasing. And what would happen is that would just make all the problems manifestly worse. And before you know it, that's all I'm thinking about. I, I don't mind telling you I'm clinically OCD. I take medication for OCD. I struggle with obsessive thoughts because I just keep giving some of those negative thoughts, energy, life, sustenance, and they take off. And at the end of the day, I just believe it's very similar to what we're talking about with respect to these seeds, isn't it? Just like you start with this very little seed that gets planted in the soil a bad thought, a negative thought gets planted in your brain. Now, when that thought first pops into your brain, it's just a little seed. It's insignificant. It's tiny. It's not going to be disruptive. But as you continue to think about that thought, as you continue to give life to that thought, as you continue to pay homage to that thought, just like that little seed planted in soil, you're adding water, you're adding sunlight, you're adding fertilizer. Next thing you know, this thought has a root system in your brain. And when a thought takes root, just like a tree, a, a flower, a plant, anything, it's tough to uproot it. As you continue to give it nourishment, as you continue to dwell on those thoughts, they become flowering. And that flower, that tree, that plant can basically be a manifestation in a bad way. Now you have anxiety. Now you have depression. Now you're thinking about suicide. Now you have OCD. Now you have this doubt. Now you hate yourself. Just like you water, you plant, you give sunlight to that seed and that seed grows, these thoughts pop into your head 
And the more time you dwell on it, the worse it gets. So what are we supposed to do as Christians? Because there is just every reason in the world for us to have these negative thoughts. Look at what society tells us. Society tells us you're not smart enough. Society tells us you're not pretty enough. Society tells us you're not skinny enough. Society tells us you're not successful enough. Society tells us that as Christians, there's something wrong with us. I I wish I could tell you how many times I've been called a racist. Me, a racist, a homophobe, whatever the case may be. Because I love this country, there's something wrong with me. Because I endorse Christianity, I'm I'm apparently somebody that doesn't love other individuals. And that stuff can start to take root. This world can beat you down to a bloody pulp. What are we supposed to do as Christians to overcome that, to rise above that? The answer is in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Because just like it has the negative effect, if you're worried about your looks and that's all you think about, if you're worried about your intelligence and that's all you think about, if you think you're not worthy of something and that's all you think about. You take that tiny little seed that was planted in your brain. You give it water. You give it sunlight. You give it fertilizer. Next thing you know, it takes root. And just like me, I'm depressed. I'm anxious. I'm thinking about ending my own life. Just like that happens, the opposite happens if you train your brain. Could you imagine, rather than thinking about, man, I'm fat, and you think about that all day long, what if you thought about noble things all day, every day. Think about how that seed would take root. Think about how that root would allow that seed to become a flower, a plant, a mighty oak in your brain. And now that manifests itself in a variety of ways. Rather than being depressed, you're confident. Rather than I can't get out of bed, you can't wait to get out of bed to start your day. Rather than just being isolated, alone, and thinking about yourself all the time, now you're thinking about others. You're putting others first, and you're breathing life into them because you have a lot of life to breathe. This is not the easiest thing in the world. If it was, everybody would do it. It's tough. But if you can focus on those things that are worth focusing on, if you can practice getting those thoughts in your brain and breathing life into those, giving these noble thoughts water, giving these pure thoughts sunlight, giving these lovely thoughts fertilizer, these admirable thoughts, anything that's excellent or praiseworthy, as it says to do in Philippians 4, 8, just think about how transformative that can be in your life. And again, don't take the human word for it. I know I'm an international keynote speaker. I'm good with words. But this comes to us from Scripture. Don't trust the human word, not even mine, ever. Only trust the holy word. But again, this just talks to the genius of the Bible. God knew we were going to struggle with things. God knew these seeds of doubt, these seeds of anxiety, these seeds of depression we're going to be put into our brains. We know what we have to do. God never says it's going to be easy. God never says, snap your finger and there it is. It's going to take work. But let me tell you this. Here's what's true. God loves you. 
God sent his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, to die for you. He sent his only son to die for you. He loves you more than you can possibly fathom. So when you're thinking you're not good enough, when you're thinking you're not pretty enough, when you're thinking you're not worthy of love, just remember what God did through his only begotten son, Jesus Christ, for you. As it says in Philippians chapter 4, verse 8, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Let's plant those seeds in our brain. Let's give those seeds water, sunlight, fertilizer, our time and attention, and let's let those seeds blossom and flower in our brains. And slowly but surely, day by day, not only are we going to live lives of meaning, not only are we going to be the best possible versions of ourselves, but we also will cover the world in Christ. Our guest coming up here in a moment is going to be Craig Sorbo. He's going to unpack this verse with us. He's going to talk about what it means to him, and he's going to bring a unique perspective that you're not going to want to miss. Stick around right here on the C-Suite for Christ podcast. Well, welcome back to the C-Suite for Christ podcast here. And before we get our guest, Craig Sorbo, on the program, I just want to say, like I do every show, we cannot cover the world in Christ alone. We need you to join this movement. Whatever you decide to do, maybe it's a social media post, maybe it's you saying God bless you rather than just bless you in a public school, or heck, maybe you want to join us for one of our monthly gatherings the third Wednesday of every month. Just prayerfully consider getting involved. And if you're wondering, well, Paul, how do I do that? What are the options? What can I do? Check out our website, csweetforchrist.com. It's kind of your one-stop shop for making sure that we cover this world in Christ. Check it out. So speaking of somebody who is no stranger to covering the world in Christ, boy, howdy, what a blessing it's been to get to know this guy, both personally and professionally. His name is Craig Sorbo. He's the owner of Sorbo Financial, which is a division of Northwestern Mutual. And I say this very affectionately. You're just not going to find a bigger jughead than Craig Sorbo. Brother, wonderful to have you on the show, my man. Uh Thanks, man. Appreciate being on here. Absolutely. So, Craig, as we were discussing earlier in the program, uh, today's verse is a good one. And I'd love it if you could help us unpack this a little bit. Philippians chapter 4 Verse 8, once again, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Craig, what does that verse mean to you? Yeah, for me, it's, you know, I think one of my favorite parts of my faith journey has been me realizing how motivating faith can be. Right. I think we always we go through life. And I was thinking about this when you sent that the question um, back after I'd sent that person. I'm really trying to you know spend a few minutes. What does that mean? And it keeps you centered. It keeps you focused. It keeps you going. Matthew McConaughey had a great speech uh, after he won one of his Oscars. And he said, I got to have somebody I look up to, somebody I look forward to and somebody to chase. He said, I look up to God. I look forward to my family and I chase myself. If you're familiar with that speech, oh, that was great one. 
he's a non-woke Hollywood guy, you know, talking about God, I always think that's fun. So fun plug, we do have some people out there yet in the woke elitists that agree. And, um, but he said he looked up to God, right? It was super important to look up to God. I think, you know, if you bring that down to, you know, earthly context, the lower story per se, our parents, right? And I think there's an element of we grow up and we don't want to disappoint our parents, but I think take it to the next level and, you know, truly make them proud, um, make them know what they did was great. And that's always been something I focused on and looking up to, you know, that that's such a great thing because it keeps you centered and to the, the highest power, right? Look up to God and, you know, know that we are put here. Uh, we're meant to find our purpose um, and everything I do, you know, put that staple to it and say, you know, is this fair? Is this right? Um, you know, could I be doing more? It keeps pushing me towards the, the 1%, right? How do I improve 1% in, in those spaces? And it just keeps you centered, um, you know, earthly wise, right? You say morals, this is godly morals. Well, and one of the things that I, and, and yes, I am familiar with that Matthew McConaughey speech and yeah, he is a, a devout Christian to say the least. And it's always nice to reference somebody like him on the C-Suite for Christ podcast. I love Philippians 4.8 for obvious reasons, but to some degree, I kind of sort of hate Philippians 4.8. And part of the reason I kind of sort of hate Philippians 4.8 is, is it bothers me a little bit that it almost makes it sound so easy. Like, well, just think about whatever is pure. Think about whatever is right. Think about whatever is lovely. That's easier said than done. And coming from somebody like you, Craig, you're a humble guy, which is part of the reason I love you so much. You're a successful person. You're also a successful financial advisor with a thriving practice. Just, just be honest with us here. How, how easy or difficult is it to live a Philippians 4-8 life? I think it's, it's all perspective, right? It's the pressure we put on ourselves that becomes the hardest. Um, so when you have success, you, you just got to keep everything in context. Um, so I would say, you know, a piece of it, if you, if you put it at the focal point of your life, it becomes easy. I think to get it there is the hard part, right? It's so easy to wake up in society. Um, I, I look at this verse, to me, it's the opposite of entitlement. Right. We're entitled to nothing. Nothing was promised to be easy. There's nothing since the beginning of time that said, hey, this is going to be easy, but it's going to be worth it. And nothing worthwhile in life is easy. And knowing that, you know, I think little decisions you look at. I remember at one of the C-suite events, there was a gentleman talking about, you know, he really struggled with some of the direction that his company was going. And he's like, hey, should I leave or not? I said, you can refer back to this. Is it right? Is what they're doing right? Right. Um, and if you're if you disagree, you don't think it is, maybe it's time for a new direction. Right. It's just it's those guiding lights that help you put things in context. No, this should be something I'm doing. This isn't something I'm doing. Just gives you a great foundation to it. And I think once you do get that to the center, it becomes much easier. But getting it there could be tough because it's like, well, hey, I could do this. Now, you know, I could go down this path and maybe it's more profitable or maybe it's you know, better for myself, but not others. Um, but just keep, keeping that, the meaning of that verse in the center, I think will create, will make it easier. However, getting there with all the pulls from society away from it, that's the tough part. Um, you know, this is the battle that we have as, as Christians right now. It's, man, we got a great book. We got some great verses. We got some great lessons from thousands of years of practice. Just keep it in the forefront. 
understand that you know what we deal with here it's, it's very small in the big picture um don't don't sweat the small things right i mean there's there's all kinds of terms that we could take from this like every other uh idea that we've had as you know in the lower story of our human life so yeah good stuff and part of the thing that makes us c-suite for christ and you know because you've been a member for a while now it's like it says in the book of proverbs iron sharpens iron so although i agree with everything that you just said what i'd love it for our listeners here many of whom are christian executives just like you and i is let's see if we can give them some concrete practitioner-based best practices get it at the center keep it at the center think about it a lot i don't disagree with anything that you said but let's dive a little bit deeper with that let's get a little bit more granular with that Craig Sorbo and and see if we can just kind of impart some wisdom on our listeners here today. So I guess I'll just take what you just said and I'll throw it back at you with hopefully, hopefully that you can give us maybe like a specific example. A, how did you get Philippians 4.8 in the center? But I think more importantly, when you and I talked about this a lot, we were talking about Tom Brady at the end of the um, C-Suite for Christ gathering recently, and we were talking about his podcast and everything else. It's one thing to win. It's another thing to stay on top. So I guess it's a two-part question. First, how did you get Philippians 4.8 in the center of your life? But I would say arguably more importantly, Craig, how do you keep Philippians 4.8 at the forefront of your life? Yeah. You know, this is, I refer back to just a singular word, gratitude, right? Gratitude is an incredibly underutilized emotion. Uh, we always want to compare to something else. And it's sometimes it's very hard for us to find gratitude in what we've done. It's the idea of pushing on, wanting more, be better um, in the balance of going, I've done good. It is right. Um, And so one of the things that I did, and this wasn't meant to interject here, but started this childhood cancer charity called Paintings for Pediatrics. And one of the coolest things about Paintings for Pediatrics is we have literally delivered gratitude. So what we do is we have families that are dealing with childhood cancer, have dealt with childhood cancer or lost kids to childhood cancer, paint a picture and tell their story. For me, it puts everything in context. Um, Simple story, right? I got a three and a half year old. Uh, Most days aren't super easy with a three-year-old running around, right? Uh, One of my clients said it great. Uh, You know, three-year-olds have um, all ego, no empathy. It's like, wow, that's so true. Um, everything about it is like what he wants right now, then and there, but so to look at it, and I got a painting in my house and just to see that every day. And again, be recentered, find, find the positives in it. Right. I'm incredibly blessed to have this young man running around the house and, you know, sometimes annoying me, but just find the beauty in that space. Uh, that is one of the things for me that's worked out incredibly well. It's just to adjust perspective. Um, we have, there's so many things that we could complain about, right? Paul, it's, it's what, I mean, woke up this morning, it's 18 below zero, I think here in Wisconsin. Uh, I said here, I don't know if I should be happy, um, or sad about this 18 below, but the crazy thing is I feel acclimated to it. You know, it's like in, in spring, uh, 50 degrees feels so awesome because we just got out of 18 below in fall, 50 degrees feels so cold because we just got acclimated to 80 degrees. So how do we acclimate our life to keep this in the center to just adjust that perspective on a, on a daily basis, an hourly basis, a minute basis, you know, to your point, is it easy to do? No, 
But those are one of the little things I did. And I, I hope that, you know, within this, what's so cool about that charity per se is not only do you get to go uh, help these families in great ways, but you get something that's just unquantifiable back. And that's the adjusted perspective of gratitude. Well, well said, and we are getting a heavy dose of wisdom here from our guest. In case you're just joining us, Craig Sorbo, owner of Sorbo Financial of Northwestern Mutual. And uh, we're unpacking here Philippians 4.8, which once again, finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. And Craig, obviously, the society in which we live in makes it difficult for us to some degree to live a Philippians chapter or Philippians chapter four, verse eight kind of life. Gosh, you just turn on Netflix and there's promiscuous sex, there's horrible language, there's rampant drug use, there's even a, on a streaming service like Netflix. I remember whenever it was, Time Sure Flies, but a year or two ago, Netflix came out with a series about a gay Jesus. I mean, so so not only do, do, do they put on a pedestal lifestyles that go against Christianity, but sometimes they openly mock our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and we're just supposed to pretty much swallow it and deal with it. So, you know, from your perspective, I mean, does society do this on purpose? Is it incidental? I know you don't know for sure, but if society is doing this on purpose, why do you think? Because the easy path is... Um, the wrong path is the easy path, right? Somebody told me a long time ago, nothing worthwhile in life is easy. And it's just very easy, right? It's very easy to turn the news on and just hear the negatives. People thrive in it. And people always want to make sure that they, instead of elevating themselves, they want everybody around them to be, you know, pushed down. And all of a sudden you see all the crime and it's like, oh, I had a bad day. I did all these bad things, but at least I didn't kill somebody. Instead of flipping the script and going, how can I do better? Right. You reference Tom Brady. I love Tom Brady's stuff. And Tom Brady's whole concept is one percent better all the time. This isn't about, you know, going out and being, you know, the best of anything. I would say I'm like I try to be second best. Of everything. Somebody's always going to be better. I think if you're constantly chasing the greatest at anything, you're always going to be disappointed. But you just got to be proud of within yourself um, of what you have going on. Find the spots. Right. Some of the challenges is financially. Obviously, there's a lot of people that want to be divisive out there and they put a lot of money in to do it. So Netflix and, and push money in, in Hollywood um, per se, right? Netflix isn't actually Hollywood, but where the money is going, because that's what people are, are thriving on. They're thriving on the bad stories of everybody else instead of the positive ones that are out there. Obviously, at the anniversary events, you had my Uncle Kevin there talking about, you know, he's been fighting this front for man, a long time now. Uh, trying to get, you know, more positive message movies. And I think where we go to find our material, where we go to find our news is incredibly important, um, knowing what's out there. I think there's a great little grassroots and you find a group of people you like and, and find some symmetry in the things you want to get out there, the things you want to read, the things you want to absorb. Um, you know, I'm incredibly blessed to have some great people around me that I can grab good nuggets from. You know, none of this is something that I've created, it's just, you know, experience around other great people. And I think that's the key. And I think with C-Suite, some of the things you're doing, right, you're helping create that environment to find great like-minded people to find this information from and where you want to get it. Because um, it might not be the one that's easiest to find. Sometimes the best stories, not the top of the Google search. 
Well, and I couldn't agree with you more there. And one of the things that I'll say is we get ready to wrap up here and, and take it from me. I mean, in, in a previous life, about a decade or so ago, I too was a certified financial advisor. And one of the, the things that all you had to do was turn on an episode of American Greed or open up any Wall Street journal on any given day just to see the corruptness, more often than not, that uh, runs amok in the financial advisor world. So now that you're hearing Craig Sorbo talk for 15, 20 minutes. I mean, this is the kind of guy you could potentially work with. If this is the way he looks at life, if this is the way he treats humanity, if this is the way that he conducts day-to-day business, why wouldn't you want to work with a guy like this? So Craig, let me just say this in 30 seconds as we get ready to wrap up. So if somebody's interested in working with you or your team at Sorbo Financial of Northwestern Mutual, if uh, you mentioned Paintings for pediatrics. Boy, what a what a phenomenal cause that is. If somebody wants to learn more about how they can work with you or if somebody wants to donate to paintings for pediatrics, how would they go about doing that? Yeah, uh, coming, you know, to find us, um, uh, you know, if you just Google Craig Sorbo, you're going to see all the Northwestern stuff. You'll have our email on there. My email is craig.sorbo at nm.com. Uh, it's an easy spot to reach me. Um, our, my phone number on there is my cell phone. It's 262-617-4075. Feel free to reach out if you want to have a conversation around that. Uh, on the painting side, information is the same. We also have our website, paintingsforpediatrics.com. Paintings for Pediatrics, plural. Make sure the S at the end of it. Um, on Facebook, it's Paintings for Pediatrics. Instagram, Paintings for Pediatrics. LinkedIn, Paintings for Pediatrics. All the social media stuff. Um, you can find us on there. But yeah, I'd love to connect. If anybody wants to get involved, In the paintings mission, we are an all-volunteer group of people coming together to fight this cause. Um, You know, we have big hearts, and we want to help this without having all of the overhead that some of the other events do and be able to help support some of those events. The coolest thing on our events, obviously, is that what you can get out of it is so cool, and that's at our gal event. We have tons of events. Check out the website. You'll see that uh, come through. And yeah, on the planning side, we'd love to help people that just have a better relationship with money. Um, so we got a pretty good team, depending on what it is. We can help something big, small, everything in between. Uh, we are set up to scale uh, to help everybody's situation in the financial sector. So love to chat on that front. Um, yeah, that's how to reach us. Hopefully enough sources now. Sometimes it's hard to keep track of all of it. Yeah, the only thing you didn't say is how we try to reach you via messenger pigeon. I'm assuming we'll cover that in a future podcast episode. But I got to say, I mean, Craig is just a wonderful embodiment of the type of human being that we have at C-Suite for Christ. If you want to get to know people like Craig, if you want to get to know more brothers and sisters in Christ that are on fire for the Lord, what are you waiting for? I mean, come to a gathering in person or virtual and just uh, learn a little bit more about what makes our organization so unique. So Craig Sorbo, thank you so much for being on the program, sir. We really do appreciate it. I love it, man. Appreciate it. Thank you. All right, we'll be right back with more here on the C-Suite for Christ podcast. Well, thank you to our guests today here on the C-Suite for Christ podcast, Craig Sorbo, the leader of the Craig Sorbo team at Northwestern Mutual. What a blessing he is to the C-Suite for Christ organization, and I certainly hope and pray that you found his words of wisdom, our conversation of value as well. And I, I have to imagine to some degree you would not be human if you never struggled with this, but I have to imagine for some degree, you've struggled with anxiety. Maybe you currently are. 
You've struggled with depression. Maybe you currently are. You've had thoughts of suicide, of making all the pain go away. Maybe you currently are. Maybe that voice of doubt just kicks your butt all day, every day. You're not good enough. You're not worthy enough. You're not smart enough. If so, you're not alone. But just like a doctor who would have a very hard time diagnosing a medical condition when he doesn't know what the root cause is, Scripture tells us to some degree what the root cause in part of some of these issues is. And that's because you get these seeds in your brain, the seed of you're not good enough, the seed of you're not pretty enough, the seed of you're not talented enough, the seed of your life is never going to amount to anything. Why would anybody love you? And just like a seed grows, a seed's root systems take hold when you give that seed water, sunlight, fertilizer, when the seed of doubt, anxiety, depression, when those seeds are planted in your brain, you give those a root system as you dwell on it, as you think about it, as you breathe life into it, as you give time, energy, and attention to those seeds. And all of a sudden, what was a tiny little insignificant seed becomes a full-bloomed problem in your brain with this really deep intrinsic root system that is very difficult to root out. Again, scripture gives us guidance. It doesn't say it's going to be easy. In fact, it's going to be tough. It took me years to overcome my anxiety and depression, but there's hope. There's hope. Philippians chapter four, verse eight. Finally, brothers and sisters, whatever is true, whatever is noble, whatever is right, whatever is pure, whatever is lovely, whatever is admirable, if anything is excellent or praiseworthy, think about such things. Let's plant those seeds in your brain today. Let's think about those thoughts today. Let's give those seeds the water, the sunlight, and the fertilizer that they so richly deserve. Because if you do that little by little, not only are you going to transform yourself, you're going to transform those around you. And day by day, you're going to transform the world. Speaking of transforming the world, if you'd like, it would be a blessing to have you join this movement. See Sweet for Christ. It would be wonderful to have you lend your voice, lend your time, lend your talents to ensuring that we cover every square inch of this planet in Christ. If you want some additional information, please go to our website, See Sweet for Christ. That's C-S-U-I-T-E-F-O-R Christ.com. Attend one of our monthly gatherings. Subscribe to us on social media. Join one of our weekly Coffee in Christ virtual fellowship events. But whatever you do, do something because we can't cover the world in Christ without you. Thanks for listening to the C-Suite for Christ podcast. I'm your host, Paul M. Newberger. We'll see you next time. Thank you for joining us on the C-Suite for Christ podcast. People everywhere are thirsting for Christ. Our goal is to cover the world in Christ using hope, encouragement, and God's nourishing words. We hope you'll join us. Please visit csuiteforchrist.com and come back soon for more conversations centered around God's endless love for us all. I saw you in my dreams before I came here. I will keep you in my dreams when I leave here. I won't forget you, no, 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 no. I won't forget you. You're alive.